We are in Yavamos Hey Amabez 5b2 in the Archgol Gemara. The Gemara is now moving on to a slightly different topic, same broader topic, but a slightly different topic. If we go back to a couple of pages ago, how did we get involved in this whole discussion of say that a positive commandment uh, could override a negative commandment? The reason why we came on to this whole discussion was because the Gemara said that we needed a source to teach us that when you have the mitzvah of Yibam, where, again, the mitzvah of Yibam is where a person's brother passes away, that brother is married and they don't have any children, so then there's this mitzvah of Yibam for the live brother to marry his sister-in-law, to do Yibam with his sister-in-law. And the law was from the Mishnah that if your sister-in-law is also related to you some other way, if it's your daughter, that your brother married his niece, which is essentially the live brother's daughter, so then there is no mitzvah of Yibam. And the Gemara said that this is derived from a word in the Torah, from Aleha, that they have, this is what we discussed a few weeks ago, that from the word Aleha, that teaches us in the verse that in a situation where your sister-in-law is also a, a close relative, then there is no mitzvah of Yibam. And the Gemara asked, why do you even need a, a Pasuk? Why do you need a verse to teach this to us? To marry your own daughter is a violation. It's a negative commandment to marry your own daughter. There's the positive mitzvah of Yibam. And so the Gemara wants to know, how do we know the principle of say that a positive mitzvah overrides a negative commandment? And so then the Gemara gave an explanation, as we've been discussing for now, that in the end of the day, the reason is because the, the source for it is from Tzitzis and Shatnis, that they're next to each other, and that teaches us that the mitzvah of Tzitzis overrides the negative commandment of wearing wool and linen together. But the Gemara asked a separate question also. The other question that the Gemara asked was, forget about a positive commandment overriding a negative commandment, but how do we know that a positive commandment could override such a severe negative commandment such as marrying your own daughter, where the the punishment is a punishment of kares. Any punishment where kares is the idea that uh, the punishment is that a person dies early, not by the court system, but that God punishes you, but by any form of of the death of where the punishment would be the death penalty. That is a very severe negative commandment. So how do we know in that situation that a positive commandment overrides that type of a negative commandment where it's so severe? So if there's a source for it, so then I understand that we need the verse of the the word of Aleha, because without Aleha, I would have thought that the mitzvah of Yibam, which is the positive commandment, overrides the negative commandment to marry your daughter, and that it should be it should be done that you should have this mitzvah, and then uh, and then comes Aleha the the word of Allah to teach me that no, that I shouldn't do it, that really there is no mitzvah. That's why I need the the word Aleha, as we discussed a few weeks ago, to teach us that this does not apply. But one would have thought that it does apply because there's a principle of the positive mitzvah overriding even such a severe negative commandment. Comes the verse to teach me that no, that there is that there is no such commandment. This is an exception. It's essentially it's an exception to the rule. So, so far, the Gemara only proved to us that there's a concept of Esa Dilchalosa say that a positive commandment overrides your average negative commandment. What the Gemara now is going to do is that they're going to try to show, well, how do we know that there's a source that a positive commandment overrides such a severe negative commandment in general uh, when 
when the punishment is kares or or the death penalty. So how do we know that a positive commandment overrides such a severe negative commandment? And that's what the Gemara is going to discuss uh, starting now. So let's just read this inside. Eshkachan, da'asi, asi, v'dachilosis, I agree that we've proved that a positive commandment overrides an ordinary negative commandment. How do we know that a positive commandment overrides a negative commandment, such a severe one, which is, which has the punishment of kares? How do we know that the positive commandment overrides that? And once we know that it overrides that, so then I can understand why we need Aleha to tell us that there's an exception to that rule, that by Yibam, we don't say the positive commandment overrides the negative commandment, even such a severe negative commandment. We, we do not apply that rule because Yibam is an exception to the rule. But how do we know the rule itself? How do we know the rule? Where's the source for the idea that the positive commandment overrides a negative commandment that is so severe that the punishment is kares or the death penalty? So the Gemara now is going to give three suggestions. Uh, they're going to give more than three suggestions, but for today they're going to give three suggestions. And all three suggestions are going to be situations where you're allowed to violate Shabbos. Shabbos, if one violates Shabbos, it's a very severe negative commandment where the punishment is kares. If you violate Shabbos, the punishment is kares, uh, an early death. And the Gemara is going to give three examples where you're allowed to violate Shabbos because of a positive commandment. So that should prove to us that the positive commandment overrides such a severe negative commandment. However, for all three of the suggestions that will be given, the Gemara will reject them for different reasons. But essentially, the different reasons, the common denominator behind the different reasons is that each positive commandment is really a unique type of positive commandment. It's really some sort of uh, higher priority positive commandment. There's, there's, it's more than just your ordinary positive commandment. So you cannot use these different these three suggestions as the source for the idea that a positive commandment overrides such a severe negative commandment because these positive commandments are on a higher level than your normal average positive commandment. So that's the structure of what the Gemara is going to do. So let's see this inside. Maybe we should prove from a bris milah. You're allowed to have a bris milah on Shabbos. If it's the eighth day, you could have your bris milah on Shabbos. It's a violation of Shabbos. But because there's this positive mitzvah of milah, you're allowed to perform the circumcision. So the Gemara rejects it by saying, no, bris milah is a very important positive commandment. We say about bris milah, there are 13 covenants which are which were sealed, which when one does the bris milah, one does the circumcision. Some of the earlier commentators say that it's, therefore it's viewed as though it's really 13 positive commandments. It's not just one positive commandment, but it's viewed as 13 positive commandments. And so therefore we can't use milah as the source for this idea because milah is really uh, a higher level positive commandment. Second suggestion, mi pesach. We know that it, the pesach offering, you're allowed to slaughter the pesach offering on Shabbos itself. If it falls out on Shabbos, you're allowed to slaughter it on Shabbos itself. That itself is a prohibition. There's a prohibition to slaughter. And so, this should prove to us that the positive commandment to perform the Pesach, to bring the Pesach offering, should override, overrides the severe negative commandment of Shabbos. So this should prove to us, the positive commandment overrides such a severe negative commandment. The Gemara rejects it also. Pesach is actually also a higher level positive commandment, because when it comes to the carbon Pesach, when it comes to bringing the Pesach offering, if you do not bring it, the punishment is also very severe. 
It's also the punishment of kares. So it's a very severe punishment if you do not perform the mitzvah of Pesach. And that's very unique to positive commandments. We only have that by bris milah and by the Pesach offering where we say that if you do not do the positive commandments, so then you have such a severe punishment. Uh, this is, those are the only two places where we find such a severe punishment by positive commandments. You find it by negative commandments more often. But by positive commandments, the, the lack of a fulfillment of a positive commandment leads to such a punishment that only applies to the Pesach offering and to bris milah. So these, are, so the Pesach offering is a, is a higher form of a positive commandment. We cannot prove, use that as the source to prove the concept for your average positive commandment. So the Gemara gives the third suggestion. What is the third suggestion? Mitamid, the daily offering. We brought the daily morning offering and the daily afternoon offering every single day. We brought a sacrifice, including on Shabbos. And that itself is a violation of Shabbos. So we do that every single day. So that should prove to us that a positive commandment overrides such a severe negative commandment. The Gemara says, no, malatamid shikain tadir. No, there's a certain, this Korban Tamid, the, the, uh, daily offering is on a higher level than your average, your normal positive commandment because it's it's consistent. It is daily. Because it is daily and it is a constant obligation, it's a consistent obligation, therefore it is a higher level positive commandment. So something which is on a more consistent basis, more commonly done, that is really has a higher level, it's viewed as a, as a higher level positive commandment which one might think the opposite. One might have thought the opposite to say that you know, those that don't happen so often, that's when we get excited. We have Rosh Hashanah, which is once a year, and we have Yom Kippur, which is once a year. Those are the days that we have to really, those are the those are the, the, the primary focus should be on those days. But the Gemara is telling us here that the, the, the real, the positive commandments, which are an elevated status, they have a higher status, the ones that are more, it's about consistency. It's about doing it day in and day out. And so the Korban Tamid, the, uh, the daily offering is on a higher level than the other positive commandments. Okay, so those are the three suggestions. We have three suggestions of cases where you have positive commandments overriding the severe negative commandment of, of violating Shabbos. The bris milah, circumcision, bringing the Pesach offering and bringing the daily offering. And the Gemara essentially said for all three that they are, for different reasons, that they have a higher, they are on a higher level than your normal positive commandment. So the Gemara is going to say, and this is the Gemara does this sometimes, this is common for the Gemara to do this, that okay, we can't prove from one, because it has it has a certain reason why it is on a higher level. But let us learn from the two of them, or three, or all three of them, together, because each one is on a higher level for a different reason. So the other positive commandment, we'll go through, we'll go through the Gemara, but the other positive commandment, doesn't have the same reason for the first positive commandment as to why it's on a higher stand, a higher type of a positive commandment. But the two of them combined, because each one has has a certain weakness to it, to, to view it as a normal positive commandment. So then the two of them combined should tell us that should, we should learn from the two combined that your average commandment um, could override such a severe negative commandment. So it's about combining the two, that, as we'll see. We can't learn from one individual positive commandment. We can't learn from Mila, circumcision alone, or from the Pesach offering, or from the daily offering. We can't learn from those individually, but Tasi Mitarti, but let us learn from two of them together. The Gemara says, which two are we going to derive? Maybe I should learn from Mila and from Pesach. 
that Mila, we mentioned that Mila was unique because it had, it was elevated because it had 13 uh, brisos, that 13 covenants associated with the bris Mila, with the circumcision. Pesach doesn't have that. So maybe we should, but we should learn from the combined, from the two combined, because Pesach doesn't have that. So the Gemara says, no, both of them together, Shekane Karis. Both of them, they are in an elevated status, because, why are they on an elevated status? Because the, both of them have the punishment, as we mentioned before, both of them have the punishment of Karis. These are the two unique positive commandments where the refraining from fulfilling them leads to a punishment of Karis, of, a, of an early death. So Gemara says, okay, we can't learn from those two. What about the next two? Let us learn from the Pesach offering and from the daily offering. Right? The Pesach offering is on an elevated status because it has a punishment of Karis. The daily offering has, is, but the daily offering doesn't have a punishment of Karis. And the daily offering, why is that an elevate, a higher form of positive commandment? Because it's, it's consistent. It's daily. But the Pesach offering is not daily. So the two combined, maybe, maybe through the two combined, we could, Learn to your normal positive commandments. The Gemara says, no, Shekane Tzorach Gavot. Both of them are on a, uh, are unique in that they are both sacrifices. They are sacrifices and so they are also, because they are sacrifices, these are offerings that are given to God. So it's also different than a normal positive commandment. It's on a, it's on a different status than your normal positive commandment. Okay. What about the third possibility? The third combination? Mimila v'tamid. The mila, bris mila, was on a higher level because the circumcision was on a higher level but because of the 13 covenants. The, uh, but that doesn't apply to the daily offering. The daily offering was uh, on a higher level because it was brought daily. It was consistent. That doesn't apply to a bris mila. So we should use the two combined to teach us of your average, your normal positive commandment. The Gemara says, no. Shekin yeshna lefnei hadibor. What's unique about them and what makes them of, of a greater importance is that they existed before Har Sinai, before we received the Torah on Mount Sinai. These mitzvot existed. And because they existed prior to receiving the Torah, they are on a higher level. Bris Mila was given to Avram. The, the mitzvah of circumcision was given to Avram way before uh, the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai. And what about the daily offering? When did that start? So there's an opinion. It, it is a dispute. It happens to be it's a dispute that we mentioned in Chagiga, for those of you that were following for Chagiga. But there's a dispute. Uh, there is one opinion that says that right before they received the Torah, they brought the daily offering. They brought that daily offering right before they received the Torah. So that also existed before the uh, giving of the Torah, which is also an interesting idea that because the mitzvah existed before the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai, that means that it, it is viewed as a higher type of a mitzvah because it existed prior to the giving of the Torah. Okay, the Gemara has one last line here that we'll do today. The Gemara asks, Umikulunami. Okay, we can't combine two. We just said that you can't combine two because even if you were to combine two, the two that you combine, they still have some sort of common denominator which makes them uh, different than your average positive commandment. But let's take all three. Let us take all three. Pesach, Mila, and Tamid. All three combined. They're all unique in different ways. And so then we should learn from all three combined to a average, normal, positive commandment. The Gemara says, no. There too, Shekin, Yeshnan, Lefnei, Hadibor. All three existed before 
receiving the Torah in Har Sinai. They're all unique and different and a higher type of a positive commandment because they existed before Har Sinai, before the receiving the Torah in Sinai. Mila was given to Avram. The, the sacrifice, the Pesach offering, we did that in Egypt right before we left. So we did that in Egypt. And the daily offering, according to some opinions, the daily offering was brought right before we received the Torah on Mount Sinai. So because all three were given before uh, before we received the Torah, they are viewed as on a different level than other positive commandments. And so none of these could be the source for the concept of a positive commandment overriding such a severe negative commandment that is deserving of, of an early death. So the Gemara is left uh, unresolved for now. The Gemara will give more suggestions in next week's recording. But for now, all three suggestions were rejected. We'll continue with this discussion in next week's recording.